Shalom, my brother. Rabbi Dimezach is getting down. Ayin Aleph. Today is the after discusses um, an elam, a mute, and his ability to give edus. What happens if someone is bekeach and then becomes a cheresh? Can he be megarish b'remiza? What happens if the wife becomes a shaita? Is she allowed to be divorced? And why not? And then we begin the sugya of Mili Mimsuran Lishliach, the Bachlikas are Mayor and Rabyoisi. We begin with Kahana Maravu tells us that a Khairesh is allowed to communicate by writing. If he's able to communicate by writing, then he has enough pikkhus to divorce uh, his wife. That's of Kahana's Shita. That writing is enough of a das to allow a Khairesh to Mimigarish's wife. Rabyosif says, Where does he get this from? Or rather, he's saying, why? What's the chiddush of Rav Kahana? We have a Beferish Mishnah that tells us that if someone is a mute, we learned this just yesterday, and they ask him, should we give a get to your wife? And he says, yes. So you test to make sure that he really means to say yes. You ask him a whole bunch of questions, and you see that his yeses really mean a yes. And then you can give a get on his behalf. So... What's Rav Kahana adding, being Mechadish, that if he can write, he can give a get. Even if he cannot, he can give a get. So Rav answers, an elam, a mute, is different. Because we see in a Brisa that if someone can talk but not hear or hear but not talk, they have the din of a pikeach for everything. But Kahana's Chadish is that even a Chavish, a deaf mute, can give a get if, he's can, if he can't communicate through writing. Now, how do we know that a cheresh is someone who can't hear and an elam is someone who can't speak? So we learn it from Sukkim. The Pasuk says, Alternatively, uh, an elam is called that because people say that his words were taken from him. Zebra, however, he has a bomb kash. He says, you want to ask, you can ask from a brysa. When it comes to someone who's denying that he has testimony to give, it says, If he doesn't say, and he gets punished for not disclosing his testimony. But that excludes someone who can't say, an elam, a mute. I, according to Rav Kahana, he should, uh, he should be allowed to communicate by writing. So my answers, Eidos is totally different because the Torah says, may pee him, or it says, Alpi, they have to use their mouth verbally give it over their testimony. Writing wouldn't help. So now the Gemara asks, we learned that just like you check an Elaine to see if he really wants to be giving this, his get. You ask him questions, see what his noddings mean. You could do the same thing for business. For Eidos and Yerusha. Hold on, how, how is he giving Eidos if he can't speak? So explains that that Eidos is a very specific Eidos. It's the Eidos to let a wife remarry. And there they're about to take extra leniencies. Uh, what about Yerushois? We said that Yerusha is a monetary thing. We're going to believe this guy. He can't talk. How's that? How, could you, how can we trust this Eidos for finances? We don't have that cool law of letting the wife remarry. So answers... We're not talking about a regular Yerusha. We're talking about either we're trying to be made that this Bechar shouldn't get Pishnayim or 
to prove which one of his children is the Bechar. By the way, this is not regular monetary testimony. It's a testimony about Bechar. I also said that we could use the Elaim to testify on business. Isn't that for anything? Just business with other people? Why are we trusting him if we don't, if, if Edus has to be verbal? No, we'll trust him for his own finances, not for other people's. Track the Gemara. So far we have this Elim cannot be used for Edos. We had one exception when, the, when we wanted to help a woman remarry. Ksiva isn't enough for Edos. Frag the Gemara. We learned that a Cheresh cannot, cannot testify using gestures or reading his lips or even writing for Gittin. We'll trust him for Metantalim, but not for Gittin. Ah, Rav Kahana is telling us that we can use his writing to be Megarish's wife. The Gemara answers, We see this in a price of Shema Gamliel says, that when someone was originally a Cheirish, that's when we can't use his testimony. But if he was a Pikech originally and only became a deaf mute later, then we can use his writing to be Megarish's wife. We'll have others sign it. Frank the Gemara, if someone was always a Cheirish, we can't use his writing? I we learned that just like a Cheirish can marry a woman using Remiza without actual words, that's how they would be divorced. They can use those same Ramazim, the same Koyach Remiza to divorce. Gemara says, yes, that's true. We can use Remiza for marriage with his wife. But when you're talking about a Yivama, like in our case, there, you can't use a Cheirish who is always a Cheirish. The Gemara says, what sort of a Yivama are you suggesting this case is? Was it that his brother was a Cheirish? The brother who died? Well, the same way they got married with Remiza, they got divorced with Remiza. Elamai, this is a Yivama who fell to him from a brother who was a Pikeach. Alternatively, we could say that his brother was a Cheresh, and we're Goizer, that we don't want him to do the Yibum on his brother who's a Pikeach's wife, so we don't allow a brother who's a Cheresh's wife. Uh, why don't we make the same Gezerah by his wife? Make a Gezerah or two, Yivama with a full Kedushin. The Gemara answers that you might confuse a Yavama with a Yavama, but no one's going to confuse a Yavama with a full marriage with a wife. The Gemara says, hold on a second. Are we actually Gezer, a Cherish, Otu, a Pikeach? We have a mission that says if you have two brothers who are Cherishin, deaf mutes, and they marry two sisters who are Pikhois. So only one of the spouses is a Cherish. Or if you have two sisters or a cherish marrying two brothers or a pika, uh, pikachas. Or one cherish and one pikachas. Or if you have two brothers or a cherishers, one marries a pikachas, one marries a chereshes. Two sisters or chereshes marrying two brothers or pikachin. Or one of them was a pikach, one of them was a cherish. They're all paltered from Chalitzer Yibum. However, if these two women are not related, they're not sisters. Then they can do yibum. They can't get married. 
and divorced. Even, so what do we see here? That even a get from a cheresh can undo a marriage. And we don't say any gezera, oh, but we might end up dragging this to an ishes pekeach. So the Gemara says, Taka, that's a good question. We'll go back to our original answer that the brother was a cheresh. Next, Rabbi Yechonon says that you should just know that if Shemim ben Gamaliel did not go unopposed. Rabbanon held that even a pekeach who becomes a cheresh cannot divorce his wife with the kayach of Ksiva. Baya says we also see this in a Mishnah. Right? What's the Mishnah he brings? We learned that if someone's wife becomes a shaita, he cannot divorce her. If he becomes a cheresh or a shaita, he no longer has the kayach to divorce. Now what does it mean forever? It says he, he, they cannot be divorced forever. It sounds like even though he can write, he still can't divorce. You see that the kayach of Ksiva doesn't divorce. This is where Abaye is gleaning this halacha. But Papa says it's not such a good raya. Oh, there, Rabbi Yochanan, I would just think that Rabbi Shimon ben Gamaliel is explaining Tanakama. And when it says, Oilamah, that they can never be divorced, that means even though you can tell that he's with it. Nothing to do with Ksiva. Alternatively, uh, we could say like Rabbi Yitzchak, who says that technically a man can divorce a wife who is a shaita because she doesn't need a say in the matter. He could divorce her without her will. The only reason we say that a person cannot divorce his wife who lost her mind is because we're worried that people will treat her like Hefker. So he implemented a way that she'll remain married under the auspices of her husband. And the next mystery we learn that if someone tells the shluchim to write a get for his wife and he tells them to write it. And they tell the soifer to write it. And they tell the edim to sign it. Even if they do the get perfectly, they write it, they sign it, and give it to the wife. But they give it to him and he gives it to the wife. The get is bottle, says the Mishnah, because he wasn't the one to tell the soifer to write it. He wasn't the one that instructed the edim to sign it. In the Gemara, we're Madayak Astira, because first we say, since he didn't say to knew, he didn't tell the Seifer Nadim to, to do it, that's why it's, it's possible. But if he had said to knew, then they could give it to his wife. This sounds like Rameir, who holds that Mili Mimsur on the Shliach, that you could give over words to the Shliach, and the Shliach can take your words and pass it on. But in the Seifa, we said that he has to be the one to tell the Seifer to write it and tell the Adim to sign it. That sounds like Rabbi Yosiu says that He has to be the one to deliver the milim, the words. I Rasha is Rameir, Seifa is Rabbi Yosi. So the first answer the Gemara gives is that, yeah, Rasha is Rabbi Meir, and the Seifa is Rabbi Yosi. That happens sometimes. We have a couple other answers. We'll get to Be'ez Hashem tomorrow. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.